Hello, and welcome to Public School Matters, presented by the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. I'm Katherine Joyce, NCASA's Executive Director, and joining me to discuss the latest legislation and policy news affecting North Carolina's public schools is Legal Affairs and Policy Manager, Elizabeth Yelverton. Hello, everyone. So if you blinked last week, you might have missed the May 18th opening of the General Assembly short session, which House and Senate leaders both are saying will indeed be short this year. And boy, do we hope that's true. Right, Elizabeth? Amen, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) So chamber leaders gaveled in and gaveled out with no floor votes or committee meetings on opening day or any of the first week of their session. Elizabeth, do you think that may have been uh, due in part to their being just so tired coming out of the primary elections and needing a break um, after that May 17th big day? Absolutely. I needed a break and I wasn't even running. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I I know that us and other John Street insiders are, are still reeling from some of the election outcomes And just a reminder, um, the winners of of these outcomes will help shape the General Assembly, um, which is going to be seated in January of 2023. Yep, and that is big news for the impact that will hold on our public schools in North Carolina. So let's take an insider's look at some of the outcomes from the primary election. We're going to start with highlighting the legislators who had no opposition in the primary, and also are unopposed for the general election coming up on November 8th. There were nine senators in that category, and they included some of the chamber's key leaders. President Pro Tem, Phil Berger, Appropriations Chair Brent Jackson, and Rules Chair Bill Rabin, all are unopposed and will slide into their seats next November. There also are 24 unopposed incumbents in the House of Representatives, and that um, also includes some of that chamber's key leaders, including House Speaker Tim Moore, Majority Leader John Bell, Education Co-Chair John Torbett, and Appropriations Chairs Donnie Lambeth and Jason Sane. Altogether, these 33 unopposed incumbents get a free pass to keep their legislative seats in 2023. The big question is, will they maintain their chamber leadership and committee chair roles as well? Only time will tell. So stay tuned for more on that this fall after you and other voters get a chance to decide in November. And the May 17th primary also created some tough losses for some Republican House and Senate members who were double bunked against each other and vying to lead the same district. And I know, Catherine, we were especially looking at the race between Appropriations Chair Ralph Heiss of Mitchell and Education Chair Deanna Ballard of Watauga, who ended up being in this new district um, double bunked against each other. And as it turns out, Senator Heiss did narrowly beat Education Chair um, Senator Ballard, which is going to be interesting for us since we do so much of our education work with Senator Ballard. Some other races that I wanted to mention was uh, Norm Sanderson of Pamlico defeated Bob Steinberg of Chowan. 
And in the House of Representatives, veteran legislator Jamie Bowles of Moore lost to the first term representative Ben Moss of Richmond. We also had Representative Jake Johnson of Polk defeating Representative David Rogers of Rutherford. And we also had three other incumbents, so people that were already there who lost in the primary to newcomers, including House Appropriations co-chair Pat Hurley of Randolph, which is pretty big, and Senators Kurt Devier of Cumberland and Ernestine Bazemore of Bertie. All these incumbents who lost their bid in the primary will continue to work this session, so continuing to work with you and I, Catherine, but their terms as lawmakers will end on December 31st. You're right, Elizabeth. It's really um, some some big news coming out of the primary for some of our long-serving uh, members of the General Assembly, and that's going to mean some new faces coming um, in, into, into some of those, those seats. So... Uh, we know there's some other turnover that's happened in lawmakers from some of our current General Assembly members who are seeking seats in the U.S. Congress. And those include Senators Don Davis, Ben Clark, Valerie Fushi, Chuck Edwards, Jeff Jackson, and Wiley Nickel. In addition, we have 18 current House members who chose not to run for the NC House again, but eight of those are running for NC Senate seats instead. I guess that means there's something to be said for being in the higher chamber where there are just 50 senators rather than in the, uh, in the House where you have 119 of your closest um, House member colleagues who are right there with you to help you determine any floor vote. Right, Elizabeth? I guess that just means better odds for getting to be a, a committee chair and, and in a leadership role as well if you're in the in the NC Senate. That's right. And I mean, it makes sense. They want to be where they can have the most impact. Um, but remember, many of the legislative races are still to be decided in November. And that means all of you out there listening have a say who your community will send to Raleigh to work on public school matters next year. So you can officially call this your call to make your vote count. And it's an important call indeed. So take heed, folks. Listen to what Elizabeth said and make sure you get out and vote when it's time. We'll definitely be sharing more on election outcomes this fall. In the meantime, our future episodes of this podcast will share our insider's look of public education, legislation, and policy work. We also will invite some very special guests to help us share the latest K-12 news each week. And feel free to send us your legislation and policy questions. We'll be reaching into our mailbag to share those questions when we receive them. Hopefully, we can even answer a few of those. We'd love to hear from you. And to learn more about us, visit our website, ncasa.net. Follow us on Twitter at NCASA Tweets or reach out to the NCASA team directly by emailing info at ncasa.net. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. You've been listening to the Public School Matters podcast. Please subscribe so that in the future you will receive additional timely information about legislation and policy affecting public schools in North Carolina. Thank you for helping us ensure public schools matter.